0: Hello, welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. I can't believe we are in the last week of December 2020. Wow, that feels so weird to say. And 2020 will 100% go down in history books. And we can say that we have all lived through it. We made it through. And that in itself deserves a gold star. So pat yourself on the back. We got here. For all of us, in some way or another, this year has been the most challenging mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. It's been a true test. And I know for a lot of us, it might not feel like we accomplished anything other than changing from one sweatsuit into another. But we have all accomplished so much by navigating this transition and this new normal of working from home, And just battling the mental weight of what it's like to go through an unprecedented pandemic that affected the whole world. So every December at the end of every year I love to do a personal audit and reflect and review in my journal how far I've come and how much I actually have accomplished because it's so easy to forget and think like oh this is a wasted year nothing happened I didn't make any progress on my manuscript, I didn't get a book deal, I didn't get a literary agent. It's so easy to discredit ourselves and diminish the small little wins that we actually have achieved. I promise once you go through this exercise you'll look back and be like wow I can't believe that happened. This year went by so fast and so slow all at once but little by little these small wins have amounted to a big feeling of accomplishment. Before I can even think about planning for the next year, and actually I typically don't plan for a full year, I love to plan in quarters. So I'll plan for Q1, January, February, March, Q2. Like we saw with 2020, you never know what will happen a year from now. So planning a year in advance, I don't even know who I will be, what season of life I'll be in, or what the world will look like that far in advance and it's a really easy way to fall off target and let your goals and dreams fall by the wayside. Planning quarterly every three months helps me to stay focused on my projects because I can see the finish line, but before I can even think about planning, I have to take the time to review, let everything that happened the past 12 months see what worked, what didn't work. Life is always bound to throw us curveballs, Change is inevitable, but by reflecting and reviewing and planning, you can give yourself a roadmap, not a strict schedule, but a roadmap to keep yourself accountable of the goals and the dreams that you do want to accomplish in life. Most of the time, they don't just magically happen. You have to do or lay the groundwork and make it happen for yourself. You could be waiting a very long time if you are just hoping that a book deal falls into your lap one day. So I find that these kinds of personal audits and personal planning sessions are really, really valuable and one of the best decisions I've ever made to work toward achieving multiple goals. I've honed this practice over the years because before I would try to set so many unachievable goals in one year. I was like, I wanna do it all before I'm 30. And it's great to be really ambitious, but you also have to be realistic. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So I've started to just be gentler with myself, maybe set fewer goals, but really focused goals, things that I actually want to do in my life and that I would regret not doing when I look back when I'm 80 or 90 years old. So the first thing that I do is I get a nice cup of coffee. I've got a nice warm cup of coffee with some cinnamon and oat milk right now. I light a candle. I get a notebook and pen and I bring out my agenda. And I also have a big Rifle & Co. wall calendar on my bulletin board. So I'll take that down. I'm a tangible person. I love pen and paper. I also have a lot of hardcover notebooks dedicated to different topics. So I have one specifically designated To my goals and big projects and I write in that every month so I will do a monthly review and a quarterly review to see if I'm on track but this big personal year-end review is my favorite one because I can look back through all of the notes I've taken every single month and if you haven't done that that's okay you don't really need to it's just helped me make this process a little bit more efficient but I will pull up My list of 2020 goals, typically I will break them down into different categories like health, home, career, financial, relationships, personal, and my dream big writing goals. I'll just observe and document if I was able to achieve any of these goals or not, and if not, how come? Was it because it just kind of fell off of my radar and I wasn't really driven to do it anymore? Did I fall short? And if I fell short, was it because of a lack of quarterly, monthly, and weekly planning? Sometimes I'll find that there are goals on there that I don't even care about achieving anymore, so I won't put that on my list for the following year. That's why it's really great to do these audits, because sometimes we just think, oh, I need to hit that milestone. But when we take the time to reflect, we realize, actually, I don't really care about that anymore. I don't want to put my time and energy into focusing on it. After I look at the big picture, I will go through my agenda and my large wall calendar month by month and write down in one neat list my big wins or achievements from each month and it'll make a nice little highlight reel of everything that I feel like was a win for 2020. As I mentioned, I've started doing monthly reviews, so it's made this process a lot easier because I have a neat list for January, February, March, April of little things that I felt were wins. Seeing the highlights of your year written out in a neat list is really rewarding. Take the time, read over this list, and feel really proud of how far you've come. Then I'll get a bunch of fun colored markers or pencil crayons and I write a list of what I'm grateful for this year. Dropping into gratitude is a really cathartic practice, so it could be people, places, your morning coffee, whatever it is, write down a list of things that you are grateful for from the year 2020. Next, I'll write out one thing that I'm proud of, one thing that I'm really, really, above all else, super deep down to my core, proud that I was able to achieve in the last 12 months. Next, I'll write out one thing that I learned. Think about what was one of the biggest lessons that you learned this year. It can be philosophical or it can be something like you learned how to use Adobe Premiere Pro, a software. Then I will write out what I would like to do more of for next year, things that made me feel good in 2020 that I'd like to continue doing in 2021. And then I'll also list what I would like to do less of next year, things that really didn't fill me up, didn't make me feel that good, and stuff that I'd like to stop doing in 2021. And then the last thing I do in my personal year-end review is one of my favorite things to do. I weirdly get a lot of enjoyment out of this. Maybe you will too. But I will, again, use my fun colored markers and write out, A, events and milestones that happened. Usually this is regarding other people. So I attended a friend's wedding, COVID style. Uh, My friends who let me know that they're having babies this year or their kids celebrated their first birthday. Just fun little milestones and events. For me i got engaged in 2020 so that is definitely my biggest milestone or event that was really really exciting next i'll do a roundup list of all of the books that i read this year i use goodreads to track my books i don't really give them reviews to be honest i just use it to track what i'm currently reading and what i've read because it's easy to forget and then i also on the side of my large wall calendar I do keep track of the books that I read each month. So I just put them all into one neat list and I circle any that I really loved. Next, I will do a pop culture list. So this is any TV shows or series, movies, podcasts that I indulged in this year or that were popular or that I really liked. So Tiger King is a good example. The Undoing, I'm halfway through that on HBO. So that will be one. The Queen's Gamut. Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton's podcasts, just some fun pop culture things that were trending this year. It's always neat to look back on years down the road to have like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was the most popular TV series during COVID 2020. I also include any bands or songs that I've been listening to on my Spotify that were in heavy rotation on my playlist this year. Pre-COVID, I would also reflect on any travel that I did. This year was not a great year for traveling, unless you count me walking from the couch to the fridge multiple times a day. But usually I love to reflect on the places I went or trips I went on and then make a dream travel list for the following year of a few spots or Airbnbs that I would love to check out, if at all possible. And then lastly, I give myself space and time to free write and free journal how I felt overall any progress that I feel like I've made, especially on my writing projects, because those for me are always top of mind. Once you've done that, you might need another cup of coffee or maybe you want to split this up into two days. So one day you will do your reflection on 2020, looking at all you've accomplished in the past year. And then another day, you might want to plan for the new year, plan for 2021. I typically do these both in one day if time allows, but it really doesn't matter. So when I start planning for a new year, I will typically break out my brand new calendar or my agenda. And the first step is just to high level, list out my overarching big picture goals by category. Like I mentioned, you could do different categories, but some big ones are health, home, career, financial, relationships, personal, and if you're a writer, your big writing goals for the following year. As I mentioned, I'm a quarterly planner, so I promise I'm getting there, but it is great to have just one cheat sheet of the whole year of your big goals. I will usually write this out, put it at the front of my agenda in case I ever need to refer back to it, or you can refer back to it when you do your audit in the following December, December 2021. Now once you have your big overarching goals that you'd like to accomplish, list out all of the steps that it'll take to achieve each of those goals. A lot of the time I use the word project interchangeably with goals. So if I have a big book project that I'm working toward next year, below it I will list every single little step that it'll take to get there. And I try to make it as small as possible even if it is just a person you have to email to get the ball rolling. I put that as one of the steps that I need to take. I think of these as my mini goals that it will take to achieve my big goals. Now once you have all of your action steps broken down as small as possible, the key is to make yourself accountable and put them into your calendar. If you skip this step, I promise you, it'll be that much harder to achieve anything in life. A lot of the time I used to write on my resolution list, write a book, but then I would never actually do it because it wasn't in my daily calendar. I didn't have a plan for how I was going to achieve that on a quarterly, monthly, weekly, or even daily basis. And when you break things down into their smallest increments, You feel such a sense of pride and accomplishment on a daily basis and before you know it, little by little, you will have created something from nothing and it is the best feeling in the entire world. Now that you have your big goal list and all of the action steps for each of those projects, this is where I break it out into quarterly goals. I look at that list and see what can I actually accomplish in Q1, January, February, and March, and what is the most important project that I want to accomplish this year, and I usually try to put that in Q1 to start and hit the ground running on a good foot. You might find that certain projects will take the entire 12 months, all four quarters of the year. That's honestly great if you have something that you can break out into increments like that. It'll feel less daunting and you will know that you will get there because you can see how it's broken out and all you have to focus on are the little action steps for each quarter. So I will write all of this out in a notebook, my 2021 yearly goals, their action steps, then I will write out my quarterly goals, and then in my agenda I will break it down to my monthly goals, and then I will even go as far into doing my weekly and daily habits that will allow me to achieve it. For instance, if you're a writer and you want to write a book, break it down into such minute detail that you know exactly how many words you are going to write on a given day. If I'm starting a new book project, I actually like to break it down quarterly and try to finish it in at least a three-month span. And if it goes further into six months or nine months, that's okay, but at least I was able to focus for that one quarter on achieving a certain weekly word count goal and a daily word count goal that felt achievable, attainable, and I wasn't thinking about 2020. 20 or 2021 as a whole I was just thinking about what I had to get done that day and I knew it was moving the needle further and closer toward my big overarching goal so I hope all of that makes sense it's really simple once you start breaking it down but I just wanted to over explain so you feel really comfortable when it comes down to planning your own goals for next year And then after you've done all of this, reward yourself, take a bath, put on a face mask, watch a movie, go for a long walk, read your favorite book, whatever it is, just make sure you celebrate all of your wins and how much you have accomplished in one of the wildest years in history. Know that I am so proud of you from afar and I can't wait to see what 2021 has in store for every single one of us that's it for today's episode of the word weaver podcast if you like what you heard today please feel free to leave a review on itunes screenshot and share it on social media and be sure to check out the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com podcast you can also find us on instagram at Weaver podcast until next time you call it substance over